Hello and welcome to another episode of Ranking Thrones. I am James Kelly. And I'm Evan Camacho. And every week Evan and I meet up to discuss right now, we're discussing the men who claim to be king of Westeros. And we've gone through Damon the first of his name. And mm-hmm. this is going to be our second and I already said it in the last episode, week's episode, but I'll say it again. This is going to be our last episode on the Black Fires. Because, sadly, mm-hmm. after that, most of what we know about the Black Fires boils down to kind of a sentence. Yeah. Like, maybe a paragraph. It's just, um... But we got the a plenty to the, the tell the... The rebellions become a bit of a running gag, almost. Almost. Well, from what we have... Obviously, when we get Fire and Blood Volume 2, I think we're going to find out more about the Blackfires and the Rebellions. Although, even then, I'm maybe not as much as we'd think, just because I think that, as Stephen said, like it really becomes more and more just Bittersteel. And Bittersteel yeah. just finding good props to base his wars off of. So, but we'll, we'll get all into that. And Bittersteel is going to be a big specter in this episode. So this week, we are covering Damon II. So, first off, is Damon mentioned on Game of Thrones? No. Does he have a nickname? Yes, he would be known unfavorably as the Brown Dragon after a humiliating incident we will soon discuss. Oh, no. So, with all that in mind, um, uh, do I have anything else? No, no, still start. Mm -hmm. So, the life of Damon II Blackfire. Mm-hmm. So, Damon Blackfire was born the third son of his legendary father, Damon I. Damon had twin older brothers, Aegon and Aemon. Damon's mm-hmm. close friend, Alan Cockshaw, described Aegon and Aemon as bullies who would torment Damon and Alan. Alan and Aww. Damon were undoubtedly close, and it may have been far more than friendship as observed by Bittersteel, and perhaps Aegon and Aemon. Although it can also can be inferred that Alan loved Damon far more than Damon loved Alan. Damon was blessed with the Targaryen gift Targaryen's gift of prophecy. He foresaw the death of his father and brothers on Redgrass Fields. These prophecies were laughed off by his brothers, only for Aegon and Aemon to meet a grisly fate along with their father on Redgrass Fields. With Damon the first dead, along with Aegon and Aemon, Suddenly, Damon the Second was heir. Suddenly, Damon rather was heir to House mm-hmm. Blackfire and the central figurehead of the to the Blackfire cause. Mm-hmm. Damon would be taken east with his other three brothers, his sisters, his mother, and his brother to Essos. There, Bittersteel would would take the exiled soldiers of the Blackfire Rebellion and form the Sellsword Company, the Golden Company. Classic. Damon was presumably trained in arms and more like his other siblings. Or, or, or no, I, I said that wrong. Damon was presumably trained in arms and more like his other siblings. But Bittersteel had great doubts about Damon. Damon looked like his father and was as handsome and gallant on a horse and armor as Damon. But that glamour alone seemed to be all he shared with his father. Damon, while trained as a warrior, preferred singing and playing music. Bittersteel also was discomforted by Damon's preference for the company of men. 
It all led to Bittersteel, leader of the Golden Company, the strongest ally of the Blackfires, to not support Damon's attempt at seizing the Iron Throne. Mm. Despite Damon having the better claim, Bittersteel appears to have favored Damon's younger brother, Hagon. Huh. Following the Great Spring Sickness, most if not all of the hostages of the Blackfire rebels perished in the Great Plague that killed Darren the Falseborn and his two heirs. Darren the Falseborn, remember we're going from the Blackfire point of view, so that's what we're going to call him in these episodes. Darren the Falseborn was succeeded by the weak King Ares I. Ares was plainly nothing but a puppet to his hand, Bloodraven, an infamous bastard legitimized by Aegon the Unworthy. Stupid move. Mm. Oh, for the legitimization? Yeah. Yes. For, well, we discussed that a lot in the last episode. And in the last season also, so yes. Bloodraven was accursed by the small folk as a sorcerer and a kinslayer. Westeros endured a long summer which quickly grew to be a curse from the drought it would cause. As this went on, the Greyjoys were leading raids on the west. Ares did nothing to aid his people, spending his time reading. Bloodraven divided was already hated, and it was well known that the Targaryen strength was divided, as Prince Makar the Anvil jealously hated Bloodraven for being chosen as Hand of the King over himself. Huh. It seemed the perfect moment to strike. Lord Gorman Peak had been diminished by Darren the Falseborn after the Blackfire Rebellion. He knew that the time to strike was clear. Not only that, but Peak was informed of Daemon's visions. Damon foresaw a gallant tall knight in white armor and a dragon hatching in Lord Butterwell's castle of White Walls. Peek and Damon took the, both took the vision to heart and believed that the dragons were to hatch. Peek plotted a rebellion. He defiantly mocked Bittersteel's refusal to join the rebellion. Infamously, Aegon the Unworthy gave a dragon's egg, perhaps the greatest treasure imaginable, to Lord Butterwell after Lord after the Lord had allowed the king to sleep with all three of his maiden daughters. Wow. The new Lord Butterwell still had the dragon egg and was persuaded to join the rebellion. Mm. Lord Butterwell had previously been Darren the Falseborn's hand, but he had been, been removed from the office after he was accused of being dithering in, in whether or not to... And he infamously sent half of his his forces to Darren and to Damon. Mm. The rich Lord Ambrose Butterwell once the hand of the king to Darren, the Falseborn. Oh, I already said that. Mm-hmm. That line. He, Lord Butterwell was always weak-willed with many declaring he had milk in his veins, matching ah. his fortune from, from owning cattle. The Blackfire rebels arranged for the single Lord Butterwell to become engaged to a daughter of Lord Frey. The daughter had been caught having re- relations with the kitchen baker by her hideous baby brother, Walder. And, yes, that is the Walder Frey from the, from the Game of Thrones era. Officially, Lord Butterwell was simply marrying Lady Frey and hosting a tournament to celebrate the union. 
In truth, the tournament would be a gathering of Blackfire rebels, with the propaganda of Damon II winning the tournament and a dragon's egg before revealing himself and officially beginning the second Blackfire rebellion. But people doubted Damon II even before he landed on Westeros, as he did not come with Blackfire, the sword of King Damon, and the symbol of his rightful claim to the throne. Mm. Damon returned and reunited with a joyful Alan Cockshaw. Damon dyed his hair black and wore blue garments with fiddles decorating his doublet. He called himself Sir John the Fiddler and pretended to be a hedge knight. Hmm. On the road to White Walls, the company encountered Damon's white knight, who identified himself as Sir Duncan the Tall. He had with him a, his squire, Egg. John the hmm. Fiddler invited Sir Duncan to join them at the tournament, but Sir Duncan turned them down, though he did become some intrigued to visit this tournament. <clears throat> Sorry. While Duncan Egg made the journey to White Walls, they met three other hedge knights, Sir Kyle the Cat, Sir Maynard Plum, and Sir Glendon Ball, who, was, who claimed to be the son of the legendary Sir Quinton Ball, called Fireball, who was the master of yeah. arms and key ally to Damon I. At the wedding, John the Fiddler made a toast to his brothers that was the final toast of the evening. John the Fiddler stayed in the company of the Hedge Knights and sat next to Sir Duncan while complimenting Sir Glendon. Later that night, John the Fiddler spoke and flirted with a drunken Sir Duncan the Tall. He also revealed to Dunk that he had seen him in his visions in white and asked if he wished to take the white cloak. Dunk replied that only a king could make a knight of the king's guard. John the Fiddler replied that he would have to take the crown. He furthermore wow. said that if Sir Duncan did not want to be in the king's guard... He would make him a lord. Alluding to his cause, he said that a lord's colors were red. Okay. Because the Blackfire rebels, or at least the black, like Damon, he wore red armor with black ornaments. Cool. Dunk was too drunk and confused by the illusions to make sense of it all. Lord Gorman Peake took John the Fiddler away and angrily threatened Dunk if he dared to repeat a word of what he had heard. Dunk threw up off the castle. Hmm. Sir Glendon fought impressively in the tournaments, but he was embarrassed as he was called Sir Glendon Flowers, Knight of the Pussy Willows. Ah. He was revealed to be the bastard son of a whore who was a camp follower of the Blackfires. While his mother did sleep with Fireball, she had slept with many other men. Glendon was told of his parentage by his mother as if he, as he was raised in a whorehouse called the Pussy Willows. He would be trained by a disgraced squire. He would be knighted, but, but the knight's price was that he could take the maidenhead of Glendon's sister. Sir Glendon hoped to join the Kingsguard and prove his paternity by his performance at the tournament. Sir Glendon was winning impressively against numerous lords who angrily tarnished their armor in fury to losing to the bastard son of a whore. <laughs> Later, Sir Glendon was approached by Lord Peak, who promised him riches and an important place in future events if he swore to lose the joust with Sir Glendon, with Sir John the Fiddler. Sir Glendon refused as it was not honorable, which infuriated Lord Peak. He angrily warned the boy that there would be consequences. Sir Duncan lost his joust to attorney knight, who was, despite his unimpressive sigil of a snail, a brilliant knight and a rich man, he revealed to Dunk that he had been paid to kill Dunk by a lord, but the knight simply chose to aim for Dunk's head rather than his neck. 
As Dunk recovered, he told his squire, Prince Egg, that he would have to surrender his arms and horses, making him penniless and unable to keep him as squire. Egg begged Dunk to let him use his father's signet ring to ask the maester to send a raven to his father, Prince Makar, asking for money. Dunk refused out of his pride, but Egg ignored his, his knight's orders and went to the maester's. The young prince unwittingly was revealing himself to the conspirators. Fortunately, Egg began to show his burgeoning qualities as Prince Aegon emerged and intimidated the weak-willed Lord Butterwell and Lord Frey, swearing that they had both been sent by his father and that Prince Magar was leading an army. Both lords believed Egg's lies. Lord Frey blessed Lord Butterwell for his marriage and promptly abandoned him. Cowardly Lord Butterwell went to the Sept to pray with Egg, but other members of the conspiracy soon found out who they had. Damon sincerely believed that he was winning the tournament, but unbeknownst to him, the conspirators rigged the tournament for Damon. Damon's jealous friend, Lord Alan Cockshaw, paid for Sir Duncan's assassination. Meanwhile, the dragon's egg went missing. A fake egg was placed in Sir Glendon's sack, and he was framed for stealing the egg. He was brutally tortured to confess his crime. Dunk went to visit John the Fiddler and deduced who he truly was, and while Damon vainly disbelieved that Dunk would join their cause as he had seen him in his visions, Dunk was not at all comfortable with the thought of civil war. Dunk was nearly killed by Alan Cockshaw, who confirmed Damon's identity. Dunk killed Alan Cockshaw and was treated by the mysterious Sir Maynard Plum, who seemed to be a different person when Dunk stared close at him for a moment. <laughs> Sir Maynard, or perhaps Bloodraven himself, told Dunk where to find his squire and revealed that he was one of Bloodraven's spies. Hmm. Or maybe... And okay, so... When you read it, like, a lot of Sir Maynard's lines... Once you, like, especially if you ha having read A Dance with Dragons and understanding that there's glamours, mm -hmm. suddenly everything about what Sir Maynard does reads like, oh, you're Blood Raven. You're Blood Raven. Mm -hmm. You're just like, and you're like giving all these, like, kind of joking references pointing out that you are Blood Raven, but no one can pick it up. Interesting. It's a lot of fun. It's a great reread bonus. Dunk saved Egg from would-be captors. Lord Butterwell was so cowardly and uninspiring that some of his own men ignored his commands. Aww. Dunk told Egg to go to with Lord Butterwell out of White Walls and seek a loyal lord before his lies were exposed. Dunk was too compelled by honor to ignore the plight of an innocent man and stayed behind. Dunk went to the main hall and greeted John the Fiddler as Your Grace and Damon. Sir Duncan demanded justice for Sir Glendon Ball to the outrage of the Blackfire rebels. Sir Duncan played on the honor of Damon by revealing that the tournament was rigged and declared that the dragon's egg they recovered from Sir Glendon's sack was nothing but a painted stone. Lord Gorman insisted that the king ignore the hedge knight's words, but Damon refused and sought an honorable trial by combat to prove the truth. Sir Glendon was freed. He was missing several teeth and fingernails. He was told that he would challenge Damon in a joust to prove his innocence, which he eagerly agreed to. Sir Glendon also sadly remarked of Damon, 
I would have been his sword. I would have fought for Damon. I would have killed for Damon. I would have died for Damon. But I could not lose for him. <laughs> so, um, we can talk about that now, but basically, Damon inadvertently lost someone who would have been wholly loyal to his cause. Yeah. Like, Glendon 100% believed he was Fireball's son. And he was, at that point, he was 100% a firm supporter of the Blackfire rebels. But just all of those actions forever ruined it. Mm. What's that in the background? Sorry, in the background, for some very strange reason, we have ice cream trucks that were run at random times during the day, sometimes at night. Well, I mean, it's fun, I guess. What happens when you live in the suburbs? True enough. Damon came out with his hair washed as radiant silver gold, wearing the red armor and black dragon ornamenting his helm. Damon stood poised and commanding against a wounded hedge knight in amateur cheap armor. Sir Duncan, remembering his old own trial by combat, gave a tourney lance to Sir Glendon, repeating Prince mm-hmm. Baylor Breakspear's words that if his cause was just, the gods would favor his tourney lance over Damon's shorter war lance. Cool. Sir, Sir Glendon defeated Damon, who fell to the ground, drenched in mud. The small folk looked on Damon and mockingly hailed him as the Brown Dragon. <laughs> Sir Duncan felt a mild pity for Damon. As Gorman Peak saw Damon diminished, an army led by Blood Raven was suddenly marching on White Walls. Damon drew his sword and tried to rally men to fight as gloriously as they had at Red Grass Fields, but none followed him, with a lowly knife daring to mock Damon to his face. Damon II madly charged to his enemy Blood Raven and offered to fight in single combat against him or Ares I for the realm. Blood Raven ignored the bold fool's offer and had him arrested. Blood Raven con- confiscated nine tenths of Lord Butterwell's riches and ordered White Walls to be destroyed to prevent it becoming another monument for Blackfire supporters. Yet he also said that Damon would not be executed. Instead, he would be allowed to live as a hostage in the Red Keep to prove the generosity of King Ares and to prevent Bittersteels from having. Hagon declared as king, as their rightful heir was alive. Damon II would live in the comfortable life of a pampered hostage for the rest of his days before he died of illness. Soon Bittersteel would lead another Blackfire rebellion with his brother Hagon I. Hagon's son would later be the figurehead of a, of a Blackfire rebellion. He was officially known as Damon III. Hmm. And that is the story of Damon the Second. Nice. This great sort of... And I also described for you the the plot of the Mystery Knight. <laughs> right. An entire Duncan Egg story, which we, we talked about in two episodes, but now we got to go into complete, utter depth. Of... So... Obviously, though, the mystery is you don't know who Damon is until more than halfway through the novella. Hmm. Um, 
side note, we didn't talk about it in the Damon episode, Damon the first episode, but who is um who is Damon the second inspired by? He's um, yeah. a little bit inspired by, I would say, the Stuarts, in particular, the Jacobites, who were um, interesting. In that, um, James the second was right. uh, the rightful king of England, but he was deposed for being a, a Catholic. Right. And so, once he was deposed, he and um, and then his son would try to regain their 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 birthright. They had some European support, and there were some Jacobite rebellions, but in the end, they were not successful. Hmm. And so that's who, even though Game of Thrones is inspired by the Wars of the Roses, right. I, I feel the Blackfire. Ironically, the Blackfire Rebellions take a more contemporary history. Yeah, they're... It's hard, it's hard to... Hard to say exactly what it could be inspired by. But no, that's part of the, the charm, is that you can just choose whatever you... I mean, that's what George R. R. Martin does. He, he takes whatever history he likes and then adds a little fantasy mix in, in there. Absolutely. That's how you tell a good story. It was... Yep. Um, I mean, probably it, it might have some level of might have some level of inspiration, um, not just of England, but uh, I can't remember the I can't remember the, the the name of them. They're not the uh, they're not the Jacobites. They're the um, they tried to restore the Stuart bloodline. Well, no, that that was the Jacobites. That was the Jacobites. I thought that wasn't the I thought that wasn't the Jacobites. I thought the Jacobites were a lot earlier. No, yeah. Yeah, the Jacobites. Yeah, they they were trying to restore the Stuarts to power. I need to redo my I need to redo my histories. <laughs> it's okay, man. Hey, we're, we're none of us said we were experts. No. 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 So, let's get into the ranking part and okay. and see what how we feel about about Damon the 2nd. Mm-hmm. So, the first category, legitimacy. Uh, Here my here are my notes. Like all Re- Blackfire rebels after Damon I, he would proclaim that he was the rightful heir to the Iron Throne and that the current line of Targaryens were pretenders. <sighs> Many Blackfire allies doubted Damon because he lacked Blackfire, the very symbol of Damon I and his cause. Yeah. Not, not exactly a great claim, but... No. Really no. So, I mean, with Damon, we we it was pretty compelling. It was, Dave, but, but like Damon, Damon but, was also competent enough to say, "All right, you know what? I'll follow him." Well, but we're just talking about legitimacy. I know, in terms of legitimacy, in terms of being able to. To really stretch the, ah. I I think the the thing is that with, with Damon he had, and with Damon the first it's it's literally that he both had this compelling evidence all to suggest that he was that he was legitimized by by his father the king, and that he mm-hmm. had been obviously 
given Blackfire, which was a very right. important symbol. And there was also a huge amount of doubt in the paternity of of Darren the Second. That all was really good evidence to support his claim. Yeah. But but it's... now it's like, but the problem is, is that right. this is inheritance now, of that claim. Right, you're, you're only, literally, and so, you're only, um, your only claim to legitimacy is that you are the son of an already deposed ruler, so... Of, of a theoretical pretender, unless you truly believe right. Damon is right. And a lot of people did. Yes, but that's still a pretty weak... But the other problem is, is that, unfortunately, he doesn't have the main symbol, the rallying point. Right. Which, if you don't have the what was really super key for a lot of, like, people, that really does diminish your uh. claim. Yeah. So, I, I, I'd give him a two. You'd only give him a two. Maybe wow. Four. Yeah, it's pretty low. I'm gonna give him a five, just because. Really, you're generous. Because theoretically, okay, well, it is like a decent enough argument where it's like, no, like, even though like the people by now have accepted it. There's right. still enough people that say, that remember, like, hey, Darren was a bastard, right? Yeah, 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 he's a bastard, and I'm the legitimate heir. I'm the legitimate right. heir. That, like, that's still, like, an argument. It's still an argument, but it's, like, a weaker Fair. argument Fair. at this point. So, like, that's why I'm, I'm comfortable giving a five. It's, like, it's a... And remember, we're, we're talking about claimants, so a lot of these guys are going to be True. dicey to begin with. <laughs> but... True. All right, I'll give you. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. So, what are you gonna go? I'm only gonna give about give five votes. Yeah, I'll give him the five. All right, I talked you into it. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, I talked you into it. Yay! Well, you made so, a compelling case. Like, yeah, that's exactly the truth. Yeah, ten. So, total score of ten. Yeah. Next up, potential. Potential. So. He was complimented for his handsome looks. He was naive and, and trusted his counselors too much. He did not recognize just how much of a prop he was. Yeah. He was honorable to reconsider a man's innocence and would personally represent the accusers in a trial by combat. Okay. He had enough charisma to convince some desperate lords to ally to his cause, but not enough to endear them to it. Yeah. So, in many ways, mm-hmm. Damon the Second is more kind of the the stripped down and what ultimately the Blackfire cause is, especially from Maynard yes. Plum's point of view, which is that is that yes, he looks gallant on a horse and he's handsome, and that's all people theoretically want in a king is someone who looks handsome and and is brave right and it's like no no they want someone they they want someone to play the publicity like they they prefer the image of what they think of as a good king rather than someone who's actually smart 
and qualified and capable. Right. He's essentially a Renly Baratheon. We're going to get to Renly, but yes, definitely. But I think when we get to Renly, he might actually honestly have a better claim for potential. Right. But... Like that's gonna spoil the Renly episode, but we'll we'll talk about him when we get to him. Let's, let's look at it. Let's look at what what did happen. He was able. To, so he got to follow him, albeit for very briefly. He was certainly courageous enough to represent. Used. I mean, the only time you ever see that is someone you don't see that very often. That does take some guts. In some ways, though, he he was very bold because, unfortunately. Like his, essentially his father figure, of Bittersteel didn't believe in him. No, and so he had to kind of prove to the whole world that he was his father's son. Right, and and this mythical figure, of Damon, of the Blackfires. Yeah, yeah, of Damon Blackfire, the like, an almost Aegon level, level guy. Right. So just like. That was a difficult, like, that's why he, I feel like he's honestly a bit of a tragic figure because he just, oh, absolutely. He has this pressure on him, this big chip on his shoulder. Right. And like, no one believes in him. No. Kind of for the right reasons, as it turns out, yeah. but. Rightfully so. They don't really believe in the boy. You know what? I mean. Honestly, from, from what, from what we, we see of him though, like he, he did like get some people to believe in him. Right. He, he did have yeah. some magical abilities, which also is a bit inspirational. Yeah. And, like, I think as king, he would be a little bit more, like... He would honestly be quite similar to Ares, of just, like, more of a puppet king. Exactly. Exactly. Ares the first. And, Actually, right. both Ares were, were think, kind of puppet well, kings. I think, I think once he... But I think he wouldn't be a bad puppet king. He wouldn't be a bad puppet king, and he certainly... Here's the other thing, too. He's not stupid. He's naive, but he's not stupid. You know, actually, yeah. That, no, no, yeah. That's a good way of describing him, yes. It's just like Na he's just... Naive, naive does not mean stupid. I think a couple of years in court would have gotten him to sort of wrap his head around the fact that it's like, yes, I'm a puppet ruler, and you know what? He would just need... He just... He's basically... Okay he's. I mean, he was young. He was young. He was Dunk's age, so he just—he was a a young kid with a lot of pressure on him. Right. And, and I so didn't really want the job. Really. I give him. I, I, I think he he did, but at the same time, he he doesn't like understand what the job is. Yes, I'm gonna give so, him a five. I'm gonna give him a five. I'll give him, I'm going to be a bit nicer. I'm going to give him about a six. I think, like, he's got it in him to be, like, not a great king at all, but, like, eh, it would have been, like, okay-ish. He would have perhaps, perhaps been a stable king. A what? Or better, or better yet, a king that doesn't screw up. Yeah. He's just there. He, he would have been a total dud, but, like, he yeah, would have been, like, a... Yeah, definitely like, a historical uh, footnote. Yes, but like he wouldn't have been in like a, but maybe not a bad historical footnote. Right. If he was king. Yeah. So, 
the big verdict on like us judging how he did. So the category of of we still don't have a great title for it. Um, so many ifs. Yeah, I've just. So, how close did you come to sitting on the Iron Throne? Uh, As the Mystery Knight notes, the first Blackfire ended rebellion ended with blood at Redcrest Fields. The second Blackfire rebellion ended with a whimper. Yeah. He did not lead a single battle for the Iron Throne. His own would-be yeah. allies abandoned him. Oy. So, <laughs> all that in mind. How close did you get? The, it's the, the thing is, is that he did get this, like, all these people together. And they had a decent plan. Not a great plan, mind you. I was You're like, right. we got, like, the Butterwells and the Freys are pretty damn rich. They're going to fund our rebellion. Like, the, and, like, the... The Iron Throne is pretty damn weak right now. This is a great time. It was, like, mm-hmm. not a great plan, but it was a decent plan. It's, it's a plan. It's, it's a plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a great way of putting it. Yeah, it's a plan. It's a really? plan. Um, I won't go zero. I'm going to say that right now. The fact yeah. that he landed on Westeros... That, that he was able to gather some lords to, to his cause. Right. It's just that the heroism of... The accidental heroism of Duncan Egg... Right. Nipped this in the bud. Very, and total, very much. And, and again, let me repeat. Accidental heroism. Right. Like, Duncan and Egg later joke about it. Like, when they talk to Blood Ravens, like... So, my nephew at first told me that you were... That you were like spies. Is that true? Um, and like Dunk's like being Dunk and just honest to a fault is like, eh, we just kind of stumbled into it. That's so accurate. Yeah, it's like, uh, not really, but like, yeah. But you did do a great job because, because they effectively neutered Damon and made him right. be exposed as like not the warrior his father was. I know, that's sad. Oh. It just, that just like made everyone like, okay, yep, nope, nope. Done. Done. I'm going to give him, <laughs> I'll be generous for once in this, I'll give him a four. Yeah, I can't be as generous, but like I'm saying, I'm not going to give him zero, but like, yeah, it's like, no. I'll give him a three. Well, it's, it's like, like this- it's like, this is a plan. It will probably not work, but on the off chance that it does work... See, here's the thing. If it was, if it worked, it would have been a really... It would have been like, this is the world's like biggest flop. Not Sorry, not flop. Um, fluke. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think it was a fluke. It, to be honest, like it's a if decent it, it plan because, because they're really counting on, theoretically, that like... Ooh, you know, like, of, of, like, of, like, Ares is completely, no one loves Ares, and, right. like, no one really, and everyone hates Bloodraven. 
And like right. Makar is not a strong ally to to Blood Raven. Although that that, that that's a bit naive because he would say like even though he didn't like Blood Raven, it would be like, oh hell no, Blackfire Rebellion, no 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 no, I'm gonna crush you guys. Right. The pieces are there. They just didn't really work. Didn't yeah, really work. I mean that's why Bittersteel didn't support. It's like yeah, this doesn't sound right. Like yeah, this is kind of a long shot. Uh, but like yeah. and theoretically and that's one of the things where, where dunk is really important is like suddenly he's like we have prince makar's favorite son here yeah now we really couldn't win this thing yeah now we got a really good hostage and but then like dunk's like nope you don't and then so yeah Plus, you know, like, if the if like the fan theories are are true, and I think they are, it's like Blood Raven was already yeah. there, and like saying like, oh, yep, yep, that's Damon. Okay, bring my armies. <laughs> nice. Like the fact that he already kind of knew what was happening. Yeah. And then just Dunk helped him by making it by making the army not willing to fight for Damon. Right. Just made it just perfect. Mm. So, yeah, but I, I maintain like three. It's like, well, you got on the on Westeros at least. Yeah. But I mean, that's about it. Yeah. I mean, to be a bit mean, but like, we're not going to do Hagon, but I'll say it right now. At least with Hagon, right. like, he, he, had a, he had a war. Hagon had a total war. Damon the Third. It was like he didn't have one war. He had one battle, but he had a battle. It's something. Yeah, that's something. It's a battle. It's a battle. He you'll lost be, his you'll head. Be remembered. Yeah, you'll be remembered. You'll be remembered that you failed, but you remember. You'll be remembered. I think we're spoiling a little bit the final category, a but bit. yeah. So, um. So yeah, I maintain my grade like three, and you four. Yeah. Okay, so seven. So, next category: portrait. Now, unfortunately, like there isn't a ton of it out there. There is some. Okay. Um. So I'm gonna give you. Let's this one that. is like a official. It's from the World of Ice and Fire. All and speaking right. like the final, it's when Damon gets arrested. All right, sending it over right now. Let's see what we got. I mean, this boy. one is, uh, I got another one also. And uh, this one is uh, just fan art by artist Len Yan. Right. It's a bit more, I think, what he, what would inspire people to join him at first. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like okay. Like, I think that's where we're gonna. Yeah. I yeah. mean, actually, I mean, good-looking kid. Good-looking kid definitely looks like a king. Or at yep. least he looks like a. He looks like a. Like a like a, a warrior prince. Yep. 
And that's all, all, all like, unfortunately, like, that's his biggest strength is, like, all, all of it is is, like, surface charm. Yeah. So, but I mean, like, would I follow the, follow, give him a four. I'll give him a four and a half. It's just, like, he, he looks the part. He does. Like, he, he and then does. no one's going to deny, like, even then, like, the, the, the one where he's, like, defeated. Mm-hmm. Like, he does look like a, like a prince. A prince that is, like, is captured. And, like, even when, like, Dunk first met him, he could, he called him my lord. Because he could tell, like, like, you're not a hedge knight. Like, the way you carry yourself, the way you talk, you are not. You are not some, like, peasant. Right. That's, like, later on in the great moment when, as Dunk figures it out, like, when he says, like, where he's just like, he's like, like, yeah, you knew. You've just kept on calling me my lord since we got here. <laughs> yeah. So, all that in mind, now, the final verdict, though, Dragon or Dud? Oh, actually, I have one, I have one more, just to have fun. Uh, this one's also from the comic book adaptation of, of The Mystery Night, which I strongly recommend everyone check out. It's great. Um, this one is also, like, just confirms, like, I think our score of, like, this guy looks like a king. Yes. Yeah, he looks like a king. Unfortunately, like, that's all he's got, though. Yeah. Kind of, like... So the final verdict, though, dragon or dud? Is he someone who would be remembered, or is he kind of a footnote? It just said he's kind of a footnote. Yeah. It, he's a dud. Un- unfortunately, like, I-, I-, I feel sorry for him, and he's a really interesting, tragic character. Yeah. But he is just, like, and kind of with, as we, we, we've kind of alluded to, only Damon really rises into something that's right. really, truly, like, historic, never forgotten. Like, everyone after him, like, all his kids and grandkids are, like, trying to, like, to, like, imitate their... Their their legendary right, ancestor, they're to, right? They're they're trying to be the new Aegon the Conqueror, and uh, needless to say, not working well. Yep, it and it did not. I mean, obviously, like, um, I don't know if we will do a bitter steel episode, but if we do, but like, even predicting that, he definitely is a dragon, right? Of like, the Blackfire rebellions, like, really are defined by him. Yes, and. He is definitely, like, indisputably, like, he would never be forgotten. Yeah. But, even so, second? Yeah. Like, and only really hardcore Blackfire rebels would remember him. Exactly. Sorry. So, sadly, that. no. I'm sorry, Damon, but no, you're not a dragon. Mm. And uh, that about wraps it up for this week's episode. Yeah. Next week's episode, we are going to cover a a character who is very prominently in Game of Thrones and the next and all the rest of our claimants episodes are going to be characters who appeared on the show. Next week we are going to cover Viserys, the so-called third of his name. So tune in that next week and find out what we think about him. See you then.